Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast. My guest today is Scott McKay from the Tipping Point Radio. Super interesting dude. He's got some really interesting things to say, and I want you to listen to this with an open mind because some of the things are kind of shocking, but I believe they need to be heard. So here we go. Let's bring him in. Uh, it's so great to see you on here, dude. I've been watching all your stuff or trying to. I've got a two-year-old, so it's it's difficult to get everything in that I want to see, but I was very intrigued by it. A guy sent it to me on Facebook Messenger the other night, and I think that was the video that, that started it all, where you were wearing the Penn State hat, and it kind of kind of blew up for you. Yeah, that was a, uh, who knows why. Um, it's crazy. I, I actually started learning about that when, uh, it was, people say, hey, Scott, you know, I actually got emailed, you know, Mike Adams uh, is, sh- you know, driving your video all over the place. I was like, Who's Mike Adams? I kind of embarrassed. You know, he's in the wellness industry, health industry, like he's a true health ranger. And I kind of moved away from that years ago. And um, so I started getting emails of articles and things like that. I'm like, holy cow, what's going on here? <laughs> so, then it kind of caught me by surprise because then when it went vertical and things started to come at me in all directions, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I've been talking like this for 20 years. I make one video and all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, the sky opens up on me. Yeah, well, I've got so many questions for you um, that you know I'll I'll be respectful of your time. I won't keep you on here all day, but um, tell tell us a little bit about your background, especially in the political realm, where you're coming from. Yeah, you know, I um, God, it's probably started back in 1990, I think it was. I was at an event in. at an arena in Hershey, PA, and I remember seeing Newt Gingrich speak, and, and it was intriguing because he was he was wasn't yet the minority or majority leader. Or, I mean, I should say Speaker of the House. He was um, a minority whip. Never heard of him, and and he, I was intrigued by that. And knowing what I learned about the Vietnam War when I was doing a report in college, and I became when I was doing this report, I came became disgusted at how. We just used soldiers as cannon fodder and the the bureaucrats and politicians in D.C. had no intention of winning the war. They were just using these people as a political tool. And that enraged me then. And then I saw Gingrich speak. And when I saw him speak that night, I I remember a lot of things that he said. But I said, that's what I'm going to do with my life. That's where I'm going to, you know, do battle. And at that time, I was um, just prior to that, I was being recruited for Navy and marine aviation, I, I walked away from the competitive bodybuilding world uh, right when I was turning the corner, and um, and uh, because I wanted to, you know, keep, I wanted to blow shit up and kill bad guys. So <laughs> I, I walked away, and and uh, and I went down that pathway. I had to lose sixty pounds of muscle and burn all that stuff off. I was two sixty five at the time. Wow! And then I came back in, and 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 I think six eight months later to take my AQT FAR exams. And, and uh, that's how I was going to serve my country. So I ended up uh, scoring in a top 10 percentile in, in, in the Navy and Marines in my AQTFAR testing. So it was, a, it was a fast track, an open track to get my flight, uh, flight spot. And then uh, under Cheney was def sec at the time under Bush 1, and they were scaling him back the Reagan buildup, and they hit aviation really hard. So I became one of the casualties. It was a massive heartbreaker. And shortly thereafter is when I had this experience seeing Newt Gingrich speak. And then that became the, that became the, the, the fill-in you know, opportunity to serve the country. But after 16 years of working different campaigns, low-level grunt work stuff on up, um, I moved uh, from the East Coast into California. I was 96. And so for the next 10 years, on some level, I was doing something. And, and, and at the end of it all, in 2004, 
It's the last campaign I worked. Um, I had worked both Bush elections, did some other things. Uh, I ran a state assembly race uh, with Mark Eisler, great, great candidate uh, in Los Angeles. I served on a central committee there as a treasurer. And uh, I was getting invited to do different things in a political realm because I think there's people that saw, you know, they, uh, they, 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 they saw that I kind of had maybe a, um, a passion for, you know, what I was, what my message back then. And uh, I guess it was 2004, a wealthy businessman had approached me and he said, Scott, look, he said, I see you out here at the campaign trail for Kennedy. He said, look, you could, you could, you're very, you know, electable. He said, uh, if you would, if you're, if you're willing to move from Encino to Glendale, which is one district over congr- congressional district, he, I forget the exact number, but, um, and I think when I said in the past, it was way higher than it probably really was action, action. He, he could raise millions of dollars. He said, if you move over there. I know you can win that seat. And, um, and whatever number he said, I could raise so many million dollars easily. You know, I see you out here. You can speak on any topic at length with no business, no, no cards or anything. He said, you're electable. And I was flattered by that, but I just said I wasn't interested. And he said, what the hell do you mean you're not interested? <laughs> said you everybody knows you're working your way to washington and i said yeah i am i said i said that's obviously what i've been working toward for a long time but i said i'll never set foot in that beltway until i create enough wealth so no man owns me because uh i said they'll get me too i don't know how they do it but they do it and i need something to come back to because when i go there i'm not looking for friends i'm going to be the most hated guy in town i'm going to be pulling the guy that's what trump's doing pulling the curtain back on all of these guys and uh, that's what I wanted to do. And I knew that, that they would ruin me because I was, you know, I was never going to acquiesce to what I saw going on. And that means I would have to go back to wherever home was at that time to nothing. Like to, if, where if I had some wealth then I was going back to a life and pick up where I left off. So that's kind of the, the political construct of all of it. And I did nothing actively. Um, by 2006, I left L.A., moved to Nevada and I, I was uh, building a high-end wellness center there. Okay. And, and then um, I was in Summerlin, actually, and Kevin Wynn uh, was really working and helping me get a footprint in that community, that demographic. And, uh, again, when they learned about my political past, the first thing was, let's get him inside the political apparatus in Nevada. And I had, was invited to a dinner and, you know, kind of the pitch. And I just said, look, <laughs> I'm flattered, I'm honored. Absolutely not. I have zero <laughs> interest in anything political. Um, I have one interest, business, money. That's it. That, that, that time's over. I said I put in so much of my life, gave up so much of um, earning power. And I said at the end of the day, I just I don't see any, any, any point to it anymore. And that's kind of where it ended. I've been invited to a couple of things um, with some people of influence at, at that time. And I've been to the McCain loser party. Um, the down on the strip, I forget where it was, Al or somewhere, I forget. But anyways, it was a nice party, and and I met the governor there, Gibbons at the time, and uh, I remember having this th- discussion, or it was an introduction. The person who invited me to it, her family built you know, built Las Vegas. I mean, they were the ones that basically founded it, like however many hundred some odd years ago. Okay, so they've been pretty influential. But uh, she invited me, and I went in, and she invited introduced me to the governor at the time, and. I remember one thing I said to him at the time. I just said, though, I said, you know, I said, the, the problem, a problem, the country is the Republican Party. And he looked at me with a really odd look. And I said, look at everybody around here. There's everybody's dressed to the you know, nines, beautiful men and women. And 
everybody's having a great time. We just got our ass kicked. I'm the only guy in here that's depressed. I yeah. said, this is the problem. And uh, he gave me a pretty hard look and then walked away. But I didn't care. I didn't care if he was a governor or not. I, I already knew the score. Now we're all learning the score. <laughs> so that was from A to Z, my political career. And that was completely done. And then Trump announced. So Once he announced in 2015, I thought, here we go. We truly have somebody that truly gives a shit about the country. And we just might have somebody that can save it. So, so the gist of it is that both sides are corrupt as hell. And they, they got a guy, Trump, who doesn't need the money. He doesn't need any of that stuff. I, I try to tell people all the time, I'm like, the guy was in his 70s. He's married to a supermodel. He's got a beautiful family. He's got more money than his great-grandchildren will ever spend. He did this because he loves America. And he might have a big ego and might be hard for people to, to take in certain aspects. But when you, really, when you really figure out what he's doing, which what you've been talking about, I, I believe it. You know, like... You know, I, I watched your video, and, and I had I had questions about all of this stuff. None of it has made sense to me. And every time I start to think, man, am I crazy for what I believe? I always go back to 9-11 and the official story of it. And once I think about Building 7 and how the media never addressed it, I'm like, if they're lying about that, they're probably lying about this. So in a nutshell... Um, Pretend you're talking to somebody who thinks this is just politics as usual, which are a lot of my friends, um, and, and explain to them what you feel is going on and and ultimate, you know, why Trump was put in in power and who put him there and that kind of thing. You know, on, on you know, just on the fly, what I would say to people that that don't quite get it, um, I just ask them, you know, do you think this country? or all the things we see in the world in the last, say, 20, 25 years, with all the stuff we see. Now we have the internet, we have broad exposure. Do you think the world is going in the right place, I mean, in the right direction? Do you really think with the wars and the chaos and the immigration stuff and the starvation and poverty, do you, do you think that this is how it's supposed to be? And again, if they say, yeah, it's great, there's no conversation to have because they're either intellectually dishonest um, or they're just uh, intellectually incapable of seeing the world as it is. But if they say no, I say, well, let me ask you a question. How do you think the world got to be this way? Who's making the decisions? And then the conclusion that people would draw would be presidents, prime ministers, chancellors, heads of state, the power structure, the governing power structure. So if things keep getting worse, and then there's a guy that shows up one day and starts pointing all of this out. The, the obvious. The guy who has the balls to say in a, on a camera, right in the camera to the mainstream media, and say the same thing that everybody else or the vast majority in this country are saying at the dinner table, at the bar, at the water cooler, wherever. The guy that literally says, you know, cut the bullshit. Forget the, um, uh, and this is what kills me about politics, the, um, the public relations part of it, right? The advisors and the, the marketing and all that bullshit. Yeah. He doesn't, he's like, it's all bullshit. Here's the truth. You don't like it. That's, I'm not here for you to like the truth. I'm here to show it to you. And if you don't decide you want to understand what's happening, you're going to lose your country. You're going to lose the planet. And, and, and so I, I said this in a very, in, before the election, the first election, 2016, I, 
when Trump made that speech, I went to Facebook and I opened myself up to a massive ridicule on attacks for 18 months. And these are from my friends, Republicans, right? Okay. Because they were Ted Cruz guys. And I liked Ted Cruz before Trump too, but I said, look, he can't do Trump's the only guy in America that can do what he's about to do. So, um, and so then I started asking people, let me ask you a question. How is it that one man on this planet has been attacked more viciously than anybody's ever been attacked by the opposition party running for the presidency? How is it one man is attacked like he's never been attacked in history by his own party? How is it one man is being attacked by the world leaders like nobody has ever been attacked running for the presidency? How is it that one man is being attacked by the United Nations like we have never seen running for any head of state. How is it this one man is so viciously attacked by the Hollywood machine who loved and adored him, who would who would angle to get near him at, a, at, a, at, a, at an Oscar event more so than Meryl Streep or any of these other idiots? Yeah. <laughs> they try to get in your going. So let me ask you a question. Why is it everybody involved in the influence apparatus on the planet hate this one man who they adored prior to? If you can answer that question, or at least realize there's a question to be asked, then you might be looking at somebody who, who, who has the ability to upset the world order who has turned this planet into chaos. So... Just ask yourself that question. If you can come up with a logical decision or an answer, it's more logical than because somebody has something to hide or something to lose if this man saves the world or saves America. It's yeah. really not a hard question. And again, if somebody's not willing to answer that honestly, they're just intellectually dishonest. And I don't even try to have a conversation with people that are intellectually dishonest. Well, and because what bullshitters? Period. Right. It's called being being a bullshitter. Yeah. You know they they've they've done such a great job of brainwashing, and you know I, I have to admit when I when Trump was even beginning to when he was first running, I didn't really care for him from the reality show. So I was like, you know, I don't like this guy, whatever. And then and then I saw what they were doing with the uh, campaign commercials for Hillary Clinton. They were they they took a civil rights footage. And they're using his voice in the background, like, get him out of here, just get him out of here. And they're showing people getting sprayed with hoses and all that. It's almost like they were making it, making it look like he was um, illust- or, uh, narrating the, the civil rights movement. I'm like, he was like 18 then, you idiots. That wasn't, you know, but, th- but they do that enough. And then people think, like, he's this racist piece of shit and nobody wants to be called a racist. But now it's like, it's like uh, synonymous with his name. Which, you know, after you after you do some research, you're like, he's not racist at all. If anything, he's done a lot of things for all Americans. And when you list the things that of the of accomplishments that he's done for Americans, people look at you like, I didn't know that. And I'm like, I know you didn't know that because the media never talks about all the great things he's done. You know, they just they just Americans are so obsessed with window dressing. Um, how do you how do you? explain to people that there is that kind of evil in the world because somebody said if you're not a psychopath you can't think like one so because people are always like i just don't think they do that and i'm like no you wouldn't do that but the people that are behind this would so in a nutshell who is behind all this 
Well, this, it's a Luciferian order. I mean, the world's run by this satanic structure, which is hard for people to get their head around. It was hard for me until I started to see the intelligence and started to see the symbolism and started to see the proof. Um, you know, the mainstream, the, the thing of it is, is like you said, the mainstream media, we are fed a steady diet of bullshit from the time we're kids till the time we're adults, and it just doesn't stop. Yeah. So if you can't see at this point now that this whole thing is a programming machine, I don't even know what to say to these people. I mean, the fact of the fact, the fact of the matter is we've seen nothing but a lie machine that's proven over and over. So now why would you believe the mainstream media? Why would you believe that? Why would you believe that Trump's a racist when there's plenty of pictures of him getting awards from the black community for what he's done for the black community, where he's with Al Sharpton? where he's with Jesse Jackson, where he's with Muhammad Ali, where he's with Donald King, where he's with Rosa Parks. All these pictures, they've whitewashed from the internet. This guy's the only white guy in a sea of black people, the cracker that's in this, in, in this, in the whole crowd. Yeah. Right? And yeah. they all want to be near Donald Trump because all the things that he's done for the black community in America. And as I said before, we need people like him because the black community has been shit on Virtually from the time they set foot on this continent by the, by the Kazarian Mafia, who who got rival tribes, got one tribe to pay uh, to pay to not one tribe to go steal other people from another tribe, and then they sold them on the ships that came over here. The same people doing the shit that they're doing to the world today are the ones that, that did what they did to start slavery here. But since they set foot here, now they go through this period of time, and you know our founding fathers knew we couldn't keep slavery. We too weak of a nation. Once we, we got our freedom to start another war, uh, and that was in the back of their mind, we've got to get beyond this. So, so here we are now with the civil war, uh, some aspect of it to attend slavery. But since that time, after the war, okay, the Southern, I, I say to people, look, how is it? I said this to many of my black friends, the people that are in the building I am in today, the people I talk to and my closest friends are all black. I don't know why. It just happens to be that way. But I've asked a number of my black friends, um, how do you keep voting for a party that is the party of Southern slavery and fought a war to keep slavery? How do you vote for a party who was a party that founded the KKK, the paramilitary wing of the Democratic Party that killed tons of white Republicans and black families in the South after the war? How do you vote for a party who's a party of the Jim Crow laws? How do you vote for a party that is a party that casts not one single vote for the 14th Amendment, giving slaves their freedom. How do you vote for a party that casts not one single vote for the 15th Amendment, giving blacks the right to vote? How do you vote for a party that did everything they could to keep the Civil Rights Acts from being passed, especially in 1964, when it took a majority of Republicans, both House and Senate, to pass it? How do you keep voting for the party that says, if you vote for us, we're going to make life better when the, the poverty level, has the, the needle hasn't moved one bit and the party that always votes down charter schools um, for for the inner cities, and I look at it, I'm just absolutely mystified. The bullshit machine has used these people, the white liberal Democrat has used the black community their whole lives. They're starting to wake up to it now. But I don't know. I mean, when I talk it this way, I have most of my black friends say, I never knew that. I never knew that. It's because of that idiot box on the wall that we set in front of like zombies like a tractor beam has sucked us into this programming. That's why they call them programs, 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 programs. They're programming us to believe a non-reality. Yeah. So now when you see the difference that, that Trump has, has brought 
in black America from the entrepreneurial zones, from the, uh, um, um, the employment rates plummeting in that black community and, and across all minority demographics. It's frustrating to me, Tim. It yeah. truly isn't. Like, people, you've got to pull your head out. Stop watching whatever is you're watching because if, if you're – people are seeing the evidence come out now because of the, you know, the digital soldiers out there that are putting it out there everywhere. Um, but for the people that just want to keep attacking Donald Trump, I don't know what people have to see at this point with what has gone on since he took power. And, he's, and he, everything he's done, he's done for the people. He's yeah. not served the machine. He isn't serving the United States corporation, which they're destroying, which is what really controls us because they're a foreign corporation, uh, owned corporation that governs the United States. And he's taken so much shit from yeah. all this for what? Yeah. To give up the life that he had where everybody kissed his ass. He can travel freely. He's adored and loved around the world for this because he wants to make more money. He's out for money. I'm like, people, you're out of your mind. Yeah. He's losing billions, billions doing this. Billions. Yeah. And he's in it for money or his ego. His ego was big when he got here. <laughs> How much bigger can his ego get? Yeah. I mean, but with that big ego, I've seen him with people on all socioeconomic levels. He's injecting into them the belief that don't say that about yourself. I'm just this. Or, don't say that about yourself. You're incredibly talented. Look, you got to believe you're talented. you got to believe you're special. Yeah. If you're ever going to achieve things, you know, you hear him talk about to the average guy like this in the past. So anyways, yeah, there, um, there's a lot about him that people just flat out don't know. And, and if you if people had watched both uh, national conventions, the Democratic National Convention and then the Republican National Convention, the Democratic National Convention was just a dumpster fire. All they had was we're not Trump and the Republican National Convention. And I've never been uh, political either way. You know, I've never I've always thought they were all full of shit and, and everything else. But if you watch that Republican National Convention, it was beautiful. Like they had people of all walks of life that were talking about what he has done in a positive way for them. And um, going back to what you were saying about the, the Democratic Party being the party of slavery and Jim Crow and voting unanimously against the Civil Rights Act and all that, you know, people will tell you, oh, the parties have switched. But according to uh, black conservatives that are way smarter than me, like Larry Elder and Thomas Sowell, two of the most brilliant men in the world. They're like, no, that's bullshit. The parties have not switched. They've just, they've just, you know, put lipstick on a pig and made it look, you know, a, a certain way. But um, what would you? Uh, what's the best way to describe Q? Because Q gets a big, um, a, a bad rap as well. When it, you know, people think as soon as they hear that, they're like, oh, that's that's bullshit. That's you know. How do you describe Q to people? Well, then when it comes to that remark, okay, I got two types of people out there. They're intellectually dishonest or they're intellectually lazy. So when somebody makes a remark like that, they, it tells me one thing. They have never read the intelligence. They've never taken the time from the beginning and read nearly 5,000 intelligence drops, watched everything, and then, come, and then they come back with that. If they say that, Again, they're intellectually lazy or intellectually dishonest, plain and simple. Yeah. Because you can't be anybody with average intelligence. And I started this shortly after they launched this in, this intel, trying to make heads or tails of it. Was intrigued by it and followed it. And then when I realized, again, my viewpoint of what's going on in the world politically is at thirty thousand feet. I've been at this for nearly thirty years, so I understand why the average Joe lunch bucket guy from where I come from sees this. 
and doesn't believe it or doesn't understand it. So I'll give that latitude. The simple fact is you can't read all this intelligence when it was happening in real time. As events were unfolding and we knew what was coming before the end, how, how much sooner uh, did we all know that Jeffrey Epstein was targeted before he was actually arrested at Teterboro? We knew eight months ahead of time. We knew that was going to be a turning point. That was going to be a, a, the, that was going to be the beginning of the exposure of what these people really are about. All of them: the power structure, Hollywood, the Vatican, heads of state, uh, you know, former presidents, Congress, highest levels, all that stuff. We knew that well ahead of time, so it had meaning to us. So when you go through this experience in this ride, you see proof after proof after proof after proof after proof. No thinking person can say that's BS. There isn't any thinking per- truly thinking person. Again, they're either intellectually dishonest if they do, number one, or they're intellectually lazy and they don't want to do the work. And I say to people, this is how this country got to be in this situation yeah. because you are willing to listen to these scumbags and these liars and these thieves, politicians in D.C., what's coming out of the idiot box, uh, what's coming out of the party structure. I don't care if it's Democrat or Republican. I'm a Republican. I'm registered. I walked away from the party in 06 because I realized they're full of shit. Bush was full of shit. Number two, both of them, war criminals. Yeah. Both of them, war criminals, traitors to the country, traitors to the nation. When I realized that I wasn't going to sell myself to be popular in the Republican Party, that the truth wasn't the truth. 911 wasn't an inside job. Yeah. By the way, you put this on YouTube, it's going to come down fast um, just by talking like this. But at the end of the day, um, all I can say is if you want to save yourself, you need to do your own research. Don't tell, I tell my listeners on my radio show or on my YouTube channel, do not take what I say for face value. Do your own research. That's right. how we got into this situation where we nearly lost the country. Because people just want to hear sound bites and then speak like they have authority or listen to what somebody else says about this military intelligence back channel and then speak as if they really know. There's nothing that annoys me more than that. Not, nothing annoys me more. Yeah. Um, come to me with something that, that I can't learn from mainstream media or either of the party, you know, party structures because I, I can do that myself. I've done that for a long time. Yeah. I quit doing that 15 years ago. Yeah, whenever I argue with somebody, especially like somebody who's pro-Biden, which I can't, I can't imagine why anyone, I, now that I feel the way I do, I can't, even, I can't even look at that bastard. Every time I even see him speaking, I have to just turn it down. As, I, I can't turn it down quick enough because he's just, he's just the worst to me. Um, and when I argue with people I, or even listen to their point of view, I, I, I hear them just parroting what they've heard Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon and all those pretentious dicks. <laughs> you know, all the stuff that those guys say. And um, you seem to have some, like, inside information. I know you probably can't tell me everything about where you get your information, but um, can you tell, as much as you can tell me, where do you where do you get your information? Well, um, a, a lot of what I rely on is on this intelligence and using my own discernment, okay, number one. That, to me, is the foundation of everything. In fact, if I get intel that doesn't match that doesn't match this whole roadmap that's been laid out, I don't. I lean toward the roadmap because that's proven itself over and over and over and over. If I'm getting intel from, I get information from, I've got people as of late that probably the latest intel that is unusual for me is I've got uh, former military brass that has reached out to me, um, NSA, people from NSA, uh, for intelligence analysts who've been doing it for decades, naval intel, 
Um, so those are the people that have kind of come t- to me with, with information as of late. And it, a lot of it started coming at me, I think, because like I said, they either think that I'm dumb enough to say the things that I say openly to the world or, uh, or that uh, I've got the balls to do it. Either way, probably both are true, but this information needs to get out there. But I would say that, uh, you know, those are the things. And then when you start collaborating with people, like I'm doing outside my radio show and the live streams that I do uh, for, for my channel, I'm on uh, every week now with Monkey Works. So I'm getting intel from him. I've got, an, I've got a friend of mine in Vegas um, who's part of a, I've been part of a project, a film project, for the last number of years, it's also tied into a large studio project that's going to come online once we get past all this that's uh, vetted by DOD and NSA because they need they need the kind of content out in the world that should be there, faith-based stuff versus the tr- trash comes out of Hollywood now. Um, and so he's talking directly with some NSA generals because his operation had to be vetted by uh, NSA and DOD before it could have before it could take, you know, massive uh, funding influx from Heritage Fund, which are humanitarian funds for, you know, stuff like this. So those are the primary sources um, and and other things that I got. I got people, you know, near different bases that I talk to that are telling me what's going on with some of these military bases. So those are the primary outside of the platform, the plan, where I get my intel. So how would you explain to people um, what is going on? Like there's, there's almost a war going on that we don't, or maybe it is a war that going on that we don't know about. And how would you explain that to, to people? What, what, what is, what is the goal and, and uh, of what they're trying to do? Trump's and who put Trump in power to begin with? Who, who, who approached him? What was the military? This, there's been a covert war going on for a very long time. Okay. Um, you know, this whole Luciferian order that got control of the planet and, and I did it. I, if you go back, my, my YouTube channels, the tipping point radio, the radio shows the tipping point uh, on Mondays on revolution radio on studio B, the tipping point radio is a YouTube channel where I turn all these recorded shows into a video narration and my live streams are there. But I did one back probably three months ago called the Kazarian mafia. I recommend people go listen to that. Um, the Kazarian Mafia, it'll give you the whole picture of, of who controls everything. But I heard this from another intel source uh, that th- there was a, first of all, there's gotta, you got to understand the back, the, back, the back story. After the Civil War, we were broke in 1871. So the Rothschild London bankers <clears throat> approached the United States. We needed money. So what they did was they talked or strong-armed or whatever they did, uh, our politicians who were traitors and cowards into a deal where we would create a a United States corporation because the United States of America was bankrupt. So we formed this corporation and now that there's a corporation, the corporation can now raise money through selling bonds to have money to (laughs) run a country. Now this United States corporation is now going to be a corporation that governs this land called the United States of America. It's a separate entity. Now, we, instead of having Washington, we have Washington, D.C., District of Columbia, this 10-square-mile area, which is its own sovereign land. It's its own sovereign land, just like the city of London, just like the Vatican, sovereign okay. land. So now we're selling bonds, running the country. The next 40 years, the Rothschild central bankers, this global criminal banking empire, 
buys up all the bonds, and by the time they come due, we can't afford it. So what do they do? They see they have they get the assets in U.S. Treasury, federal lands, and um, then they get to their meeting at Jekyll Island, where they they set up the operation to to get a third central bank in this country. The first two were destroyed, run out. Second one was by Andrew Jackson. He he brought it all down because Mayor Rothschild said he says. For I care not who makes the laws so long as I control the money. Okay. Guess what? You control the money, you control the politicians, you run the world. So because of this, they brought they, they guaranteed the criminal president, Woodrow Wilson, if we got a Federal Reserve Act and a Federal Reserve Bank, which gave these guys the ability to write ink on paper, hand it to the government, it's not backed by anything, and now you owe us interest and your people are going to pay this forever. That's what we got, a Federal Reserve Bank. We move forward to 1934, and I guess that would be the first bankruptcy, so they, the second bankruptcy uh, situation. So what happens is Congress passed the Bretton Woods Act. We, we quit claim the United States Corporation to the International Monetary Fund, which is controlled by who? Take a guess. Now we have the United States Corporation is controlled and owned by a foreign power, so we're controlled by a foreign power. We just never knew it. Yeah, and then um, now, so moving forward, there's been a plan to figure out how do we how do we unhitch ourselves from this thing? How do we get our country back? And that's where the plan started. I heard it was started way back in '03 by Howard Hughes or or maybe his father. I don't know who exactly. I shouldn't get out of that road because I can't confirm that. Okay, but at least by 1960, Kennedy is trying to to take the war to the bankers, the international bankers. Which now have the CIA, the FBI, and all these departments team. They created all of it for themselves. Yeah. Kennedy gets killed. Now this for 40 years, they're trying to get in position to infiltrate this power structure to get control of it, bring it down. The last phase began in 1999. Okay. And now here we are in 1999 until we get to the point of no return when basically we were over the cliff. The military knew we were already over the cliff. Obama came in. 16-year plan to bring down the country. He fulfilled the first eight years. The military was ready to overthrow the Washington, D.C., the whole corrupt machine in a, in a constitutional military coup to save the country. Or they could bring in somebody who could win the election and they could use the full power of the executive branch. That's why Donald Trump was the guy, because he's not owned by anybody. He loves America. He's his own man. He's brash enough to you know call out the criminals. They guaranteed him complete insulation from from harm or you know all the protection they, they, that could keep him insulated, and that's where it all happened. But if people can understand this, that we have been controlled by a foreign power, and it is Trump and the military, the only institution on earth that can take these people down once and for all and free humanity to have an, an incredible life, which we all could have. Every last poor person in the country could live in a be a, living a nice, easy life. Yeah, when we build this machine, because they're raping the planet of all the wealth and everything, uh, and and driving us into the ground. That's what the Luciferian order thrives on. That's that's the energy they get. And and so the gist of it is that Trump is trying to destroy the central banking system and trying to expose all this corruption. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of rich, powerful people that don't want any of this. You know, especially the Obamas and the Clintons and and all of them. Um, that are trying to keep this this hidden, which is why they're using the the media in the way that they do. Can you explain the media's role in this? Well, yeah. First of all, you got to understand Obama, Clinton, all these people. These are mid level puppets. They have no power at all. Okay. They're controlled. They're controlled. They've been controlled since they were young. They, 
they're they're nothing in the whole hierarchy. You know, okay. Um, they seem like they are, but they get their orders from the top. Believe me. Um, so, you know, the, the, this, the, the media is owned by six multinational corporations. Okay. Right? And the media is controlled by the clowns in America. You know, take, take the first letter of each one of those. You'll know what I'm talking about. The clowns in America. They control all of the media or this, 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 this apparatus, <clears throat> these six multinational corporations. People are going crazy because Trump would tweet at three or three in the morning. Like this guy has nothing better to do. First of all, he sleeps three or four hours a night. He's never slept more than three to four hours a night. He's a machine. He always has been. He's a production machine. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. But the reason that these tweets come out, there's not one single tweet that goes out from Donald Trump that's not part of the intelligence operation, the apparatus. Every tweet, everything he says. The time uh, and date stamp, which of these tweets go out, every single thing has meaning. Everything. Every okay. move, every word, every speech, everything that he throws, the rancid bones that the hyenas and the media go d- dive on and chew on, those all have meaning. They're all, they're all purposeful to, to walk through this process. Okay. So the reason he would throw that out at 3 a.m., because they got their narrative to attack Trump. All they do is throw out uh, some of the rancid bone they all chase it. Their narrative now is off offline. And so now it's Trump controlling the media versus the media controlling Trump. The media is con- a controlled uh, subsidiary of the clowns in America. And uh, that's why you can't believe anything because it's just a massive bullshit machine to lie to you and all of us and fool us, which they've done a remarkable job our entire lives. So why uh, – what what's uh... – What's the truth about about the Clintons and Obama then? As far as like you know, it's it's hard for people to wrap their brain around that. But what's what's the truth about them? Well, these people are part of the bloodline families, the, the, the thirteen families from the bloodline of Cain and the killed Abel. Okay, these are people that have the Luciferian quote unquote. You know, again, you look back, Adam and Eve, and you know, Eve ate, ate the apple, whatever. Again, how 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 is that myth really played out? What we understand is is again, this is outside of the normal religious doctrine and dogma, which I have no time for, because the religious order and the Luciferians are the ones that have crafted the Bible and Christ's message away from the, the whole truth, uh, because Christ's message and our Creator is much more powerful than they would have ever allowed us to understand. Otherwise, we could have destroyed him a long time ago. But apparently Cain is the offspring of, of Lucifer, okay? And Abel is the offspring of, of you know, Christ or, or the, the Christ consciousness or whoever, you know, whoever, whoever it was. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, according to Charlie Freak, it wasn't, uh, you know, from, from Lucifer. But Cain killed Abel. And uh, so all the Canaanites, as you know about the Bible, came from the offspring of Cain. And they have the, the Luciferian genetic DNA. And his bloodline has stayed intact for thousands and thousands of years. And they, that's why they always interbreed inside this bloodline. So, so um, um, I forgot the point we, I, we were first talking about um, the, the Luciferians. I, I was just asking oh. about, about Obama and Clinton and them and why. Oh, yeah. These people are all part of the bloodline families. So people don't understand that Obama, his story is all bullshit. Obama, you know, where he was born, all this stuff. Obama's been basically a controlled CIA asset since he was a baby. He was actually ran when he was born 
It had to do with Prescott Bush, George Bush's father, who was the criminal central banker Nazi that was helping Hitler finance his war machine. Okay. And all the things that we never know about. So the Clintons, same thing. The women usually are the ones that run the men, which is hard to believe. But you follow the wives. The wives are the ones in control in this whole satanic bloodline. And they're controlling, the, like Hillary Clinton. Does she control Bill? It's quite obvious. She pretty much always has. Yeah. So, um, so these people are just tools of the apparatus. They're put in positions of power. Um, and same with Obama. O- Obama has, has been run by George H.W. Bush. I listened to David Wilcock say that he, uh, Obama was in a meeting with the, with the past presidents after he was elected, and Obama had certain ideas about what he wanted to do. And George H.W. Bush said, listen, you effing N-word. He said, listen, you effing knucker. You're going to do exactly what you're told or else. That, like, we'll kill Michelle. And, and this is how it works. This And this is, again, I can't validate it, but that came from David Wilcock, who's somebody who's very close to, knows Obama very well, and talked about that particular meeting right after he was elected. So he was going to do what they told him to do. And the same thing with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was was enabled into power by George W. Bush himself, the guy that he supposedly beat. When you start looking at the backstory of all this stuff, when when H.W. Bush is meeting with Oliver North in a bunker in Mena, Arkansas, having meetings about the drugs coming in, CIA running drugs into Mena, Arkansas, with the funding that was going on with the the, the, the Contra. The, uh, the the rebels, the Contras down there. I look at all this, I'm like, and I learned this stuff back in the 90s. There's a great book that Terry Reed wrote called Bush Clinton. It's called Compromise, Bush Clinton and the CIA. Go read it. Now, Bush and Clinton are, are collaborating back then because H.W. Bush is running the biggest drug running operation on the planet and, and has been forever. They're getting drugs coming in through Maine, Arkansas, because Clinton was a corrupt criminal governor down there, allowing that operation to happen. And, and in return, there's $40 million cash drops coming in, uh, airdrops into Maine, Arkansas by the clowns in America that Clinton's using to fund the Arkansas Development Finance Authority to take this crappy economy, bring it up by pumping this money into it and saying, look at me, what I did for Arkansas. Now I'm running for president. Yeah, It's always been something other than what you believed. They're always in bed together. They're all connected. It's all a show. It's the whole machine is, I, I talked about this in DC, about DC. It's, it's a show. It's Hollywood or, or Hollywood. It's Broadway. Yeah. It's a play. They get in front of cameras. They say this stuff. They say to us, you see this conflict. It's a show. It's a camera set up. This guy gets in front of this ready. Roll him. And he starts saying all this bullshit, attacking the other side. Okay, we got it. Run that. And then the other side, okay, get the camera set up. Here's a backdrop. Okay, you got your script? Yeah. Okay, roll it. And then they say their script. They're attacking the other one. Yeah. Okay, got, we got it. Boom. They pump it into this machine that projects onto this in, 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 into, into every idiot box in the world or in America. And all of us sit here like this, listening. That's what's happening. Holy cow. We think that's all real. Yeah. Meanwhile, after the play is over, they're wiping their makeup off in the room behind them, taking their costumes off, slapping high fives, grab your wife, we're going out to dinner and drinks. Yeah. We're going on vacation together. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's DC. 
That's the reality of the machine of Washington, D.C. It's a bullshit machine that they program, just like watching a Hollywood show or movie or whatever. It's all bullshit. Right. It's just not reality. So then Trump so comes along. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, they just project it on us, and we have to understand we've been programmed. The reality of the world is nothing like what it should be. Yeah. What it really should be. So and, while they're doing this, all this programming to make us believe one thing, the whole planetary structure is a murder machine on the other. The food corporations slowly killing us. Big Pharma, which I take issue with it, even though Big Pharma saved my life. Um, but it's a it's a it's a killing machine. It's what they it's what it is. And if you look behind the curtain from the wellness industry, listen to Mike Adams. I mean. You look at it like they are killing us, and they've got us so bought into, oh, I, I need this food, I need this chemotherapy, I need this, this, and this. It's amazing to me. Look, I was I believed the two one time. Yeah, I realized something's wrong in the world. I, I have to remind myself all the time that the first time my my little brother brought up the subject of the official story of 9-11 being, un, you know, being, you know, an inside job and all that. I, I have to remember how I felt and how I, crazy I thought he was until I started looking into it. And I, I started, you know, especially Building 7. I can't tell you how many people I've asked, have you heard of Building 7? And they're like, no, what's Building 7? I'm like, it's the third tower that fell on September 11. It wasn't hit by anything. And it fell in six seconds. And then you start watching the buildings actually fall in 11 seconds apiece. Steel reinforced concrete buildings, you know, uh, hit by an, a hollow aluminum plane. It would have crumpled like a pop can. It wouldn't have made made the the trade centers fall the way they did. And once I realized that they would lie about that, I'm like, how deep do these lies go? And then Trump comes along, and he's like, I'm going to expose all this shit. And all the politicians on both sides are like, hey, 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 no, 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 no. We've been making a lot of money doing all this evil shit for a long time. We don't need you coming in here screwing it up. Um, my question, I have a ton of questions, but why haven't they tried to kill him yet? Or have they? They have, 60 times. Wow. Yeah, he's protected. I mean, that's the thing about Trump is he's, look, Trump, when Trump came in, he already had 12 different security companies that were keeping him safe, right? And when he came in, he knew ahead of time that, that, this, that the Secret Service would have been infiltrated. The cabals infiltrated everything. Like okay. everything, everything, even the military. So Trump is protected by a Marine regiment. Everywhere he goes, there's a, 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 a I don't even know the terms, a, a brigade of Marines everywhere he travels. You don't see him, but there are Ospreys full of Marines. Okay. And you've got, you know, intelligence apparatus, military intelligence embedded everywhere in every crowd everywhere. But um, plus, they control the NSA now, so they have they 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 hear they hear all they see all they know all they hear these people breathe, and they took their communications offline uh, two two years ago. So they've tried many times. I mean, they tried. I mean, look at the Las Vegas massacre. That was all because there was a secret meeting going on with um, MBS, the uh, Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, and 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 Trump in the Mandalay Bay. Uh, upper floor penthouse towers. It was a secret meeting. So the reason all that happened was H.W. Bush hired his uh, you know private security team and the Saudi Air Force and everybody FBI, which is a, also a criminal organization, to commit this chaos as a diversion to go after these guys. When it failed, obviously, 
But if this doesn't tell you how brutal and gruesome these people are, they will shoot oh, 600 people, kill 50 plus. Yeah. And then when the people who were on the ground that survived were creating a Facebook account, they were letting everybody know we were running in all directions and every direction we went, we were taking fire right at us. So there were multiple shooters all over the place. They came up with one guy. That's the bullshit we buy into. Yeah. So, so you look at that. You look at Air Force One when it was headed to Singapore uh, six, six, seven months after Trump was in power. There was a rogue uh, Clowns in America submarine launched a, it launched a missile on Air Force One. Well, they've got some, some, uh, some very advanced weaponry that, that, that the world doesn't know about or most people in the world know nothing about. They took it, they took it down. So they're prepared for anything. And that's one thing they guaranteed Trump. Two things. It'll be a fair election. Number two, uh, you'll be insulated. You know, you'll be you'll be the most protected human on earth that's, that has ever walked the planet. So believe me, if they could have killed him by now, it would have been done. Because look, it, for these people, it's not win or lose for them. It's win or die. Yeah. It's win or be exterminated from the planet. And they know that. So you think that they're going to mess around for four years uh, and deciding, hey, we're going to try to take him out. <laughs> he is the true existential threat that they faced in their existence. So if they could have gotten him, believe me, he would have been done. He would have been gone by now. Yeah, I was, I, I was telling my, you know, I'm not sure. How, I, I don't know if I'm going to put this on YouTube or just Rumble or just my SoundCloud or what, but I've heard certain things are taken down if you mention certain things. But uh, I was telling my wife, I was like, people don't realize how much People, uh, certain rich, powerful people, the Obamas and the Clintons, they don't realize how much they have to lose and what links they will go to to keep this shit hidden. And that's what scared me. And even even coming up to the election, my wife is sitting there reading me the stuff, and she's like, "Oh, he's winning here. He's winning here." And I'm like, "I'm like, I I I, I don't buy it until until it's a done deal. I I don't believe it." And you know, I've told people recently, I'm like, you know, if if somehow Biden becomes our president, I will accept it as God's will. But you will never convince me that he got 80 million legitimate votes. You just won't do it. Um, so what do you think is going to happen um, concerning all this? Because Biden, you s- will, Biden will never set foot in the White House. I, I would, first of all, I would never accept it because we can clearly see the, 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 the fraud, and this will get thrown off YouTube, so you might not want to put it up on YouTube. The fraud is, the fraud is, is unquestionable. The absurdities of people saying there isn't any, once again, you're intellectually lazy or intellectually dishonest. There's no conversation to have with me. It's absurd. Yeah. But you don't have a guy who draws more people more people in a presidential campaign on a presidential campaign trail than any human in history. This guy pulled more people than Moses, for God's sakes. Yeah. And so, and you, you have, it's absurd. It's just absurd. I mean, um, that being said, people have to get beyond. And I, if you, if you see my, my latest live streams, the one that you saw explains it all. This is not, an election. This was never about an election or a fair election. This election cycle was a military smokeout operation to capture and corner all the criminals and capture them once and for all that have been stealing elections here and abroad forever. They, they weren't looking. This wasn't about Trump winning the election. Everybody can see Trump would 
this is going to be the biggest landslide in presidential history, probably any head of state in human history, because we now know we got 80% of the vote, the real legitimate legal vote, 80%. And I said he would get, I said the same thing. I think I said he'd get between 70 and 80% of the popular vote, which he did legally. And, um, but this, look, they stopped the election from being rigged in 2016. That was, they said it'll be a fair election. It's rigged for Hillary to win. We can unrig it. These Dominion voter machines and all this software, they knew that back then. They stopped the rigging in 2016. Trump wins fairly. They had to get to five, five swing states, which they did. That's why Hillary was so shocked and the world was stunned because they knew for a fact they had this thing rigged 100%, 101%. Hillary's the president. Yeah. And then it didn't happen. That's why she nearly murdered Robbie Mook or whatever that idiot's name was. There was a campaign manager. She went crazy in her suite after this happened. But um, so they let it happen this time. They let it happen in 2018 because they got to catch the criminals. The only way you can catch the criminal, you got to let them rob the store and then get outside of the store. Then you go get them. Yeah. So this whole thing was to expose to the country and to the entire world how corrupt the election especially this digital election process truly is and how it's happening all over the world and how the power structure, how they put their minions and their puppets in positions to create this chaos in the country and keep the machine printing money for them. That's what the operation is. It's an exposure operation to wake America up, wake the world up. So we finally wake up to a point where there's this fever pitch, which we're seeing grow and grow and grow and expose them all and arrest them all and take them all down once and for all, a complete decapitation of the Luciferian order, and, and then clear the plan of the, of the influence of Satan, of the Vatican, the largest, one of the, the probably largest child traffic, sex trafficking operation on the planet, the, the monarchies around the world, they're being eliminated, decapitate Satan. Like Charlie Ward said when I was on the show with him, Two weeks ago, he said, look, Scott, he said, Satan has already left the building. It's all his kids that are raising hell and screaming and trying to survive. But it ain't going to work. Yeah. So this is to wake it. That's why it's called the Great Awakening, to wake the world up to the truth of how this evil power structure has had its boot on the uh, boot heel on the neck of humanity while it's been face down in the mud as long as we can, as long as we know in written history. And once that's all burned to the ground, um, Saudi Arabia was taken down, U.S. next, then Asia, then Europe, and then they're saving Israel for last. They only said that one time. Then they're, they're saving Israel for last. They're going to take down the Luciferian order there. Finally, the plan is going to be free of Satan's influence, and we're going to have the golden age. So, That's what this wow. So when they say that there's like tens of thousands of people uh, that are going to be arrested and soon— who makes up those tens of thousands of people? Well, there's 209,000 sealed federal indictments at DOJ on the sidelines right now. Okay. All these grand juries have been convened since, you know, the average amount of grand jury sealed indictments in any given year at DOJ is a thousand. In three years, it were 209,000. That's 70,000. That's how big it is. There's 500, nearly 500,000 worldwide. Wow. So this is all grand jury information. A lot of this information is coming from military intelligence who you can't trust the intelligence agencies 
FBI, DOJ, they're all corrupt. All of them, they're all corrupt. Military is the only way. So uh, they're, they all, they've been eliminating these targets since Trump came to power. The, the high-level targets have met, they've met the receiving end of uh, U.S. Special Operations Door Delivery Service, many of them, and they're no longer with us. There's a lot of others that they've been rent, they've been renditioning them right to Guantanamo Bay. If you listen to Monkey Works, he talks, he shows, he watches the patterns, all the air traffic coming in and out, Charlie Ward's friends, 300 pilots, uh, private jet pilots. They're taking the private charters into Gitmo, Diego Garcia, Greenland. They've been just wiping these people off the planet for the last couple of years. And uh, in the United States, there's going to be a lot more when they make the move to finally to go after, you know, a decapitation move on the cabal powers here, which I think is impending now. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a little disconcerting for people. Yeah. It's going to happen. So what do you say to people who are like, well, nothing, is the, the, the courts, they always want to argue that the, <laughs> the court systems are, you know, they're not finding any evidence and all that other stuff. And, um, so you're saying that the, the court system doesn't ultimately matter because the military is going to take care of these people. Yeah, this is not, this whole operation is not to go through legal channels. You can't get justice in the judicial system. And the U.S. Constitution <clears throat> makes the, um, makes the uh, um, apparatus available constitutionally that when the judicial branch can no longer serve its role or function, then it allows for military tribunals for civilians, and that's where we are now. Wow. You can't get justice in the judicial system. We've got a Knights of Malta, the Knighted uh, Supreme Court Justice, Chief Justice John Roberts. You know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, again, uh, you want to know who she really was? Look at, look at, her, look at her funeral at the, at the State Rotunda. Look at the flag on her coffin. In any type of proceeding where a, a, a person's given a mil military honor funeral, the flag is always crisp. It's wrapped tight, almost shrink-wrapped around the casket. Look at hers. Look at McCain's. Look at H.W. Bush. They're wrinkled. They're thrown right over the casket. They're just hanging on top of it. That's how they bury a traitor. Yeah. So the entire entire structure, all these people are controlled by the cabal. So you're going to ask about Gorsuch and Amy Coney Barrett and... Um, um, who's the other one? Clarence the Thomas. And, uh, who? Uh, Clarence Thomas isn't a, he's not a Trump appointee. Oh, the, but Trump, The Trump appointed justices first was Gorsuch and then Kavanaugh and then Amy Coney Barrett. You would expect that they would be, they would be loyal to the Constitution. But I heard in the, the, the case that was thrown out, the Texas case, was to smoke out who the traitors are. And apparently uh, Justice Roberts was screaming at them that they were not going to take this case. Maybe they were going to. Maybe they buckled. Who knows? Um, we They now have, uh, I guess, an audio of, um, and I don't know exactly when this was, but John Roberts was saying that we are we are not going to let that mf -er be voted back into the White House. They're talking about Trump. Yeah. So if that's at the Supreme Court level, folks, you're not going to get justice on any level. That's why all of these criminals always get away with things. That's why Janet Reno can send the U.S. Army in to murder an 80 branch Davidians or kill Randy Weaver's wife and, and whoever else. They, I mean, that's FBI stuff. They just kill any uh, Lavoie, uh, um, 
Lavoy Finkham that was out in with the Bundys out, out in uh, Oregon for that standoff. You can see it from the camera, from her helicopter video camera. They, the FBI comes in, murders them. That's how they get away with this shit. Yeah. Because the machine serves the criminals. And the criminals are keeping a boot heel on the back of anybody's neck that wants freedom. That's what we're going after. That's what my show's about. That's why I'm raining down hellfire and brimstone on these criminals. Because somebody's got to call them what they are. They're scumbag, Luciferian controlled criminals. Yeah. And we have to eliminate it. And the only guy that I've seen in my entire life that has the balls to uh, look down the barrel of their gun and say, you don't have the weapon. We were coming. We're going to take you all out. It's Donald Trump. He's the only guy I've seen ever to have the balls to do it. Have you have you seen the documentary Fall of Cabal? And do you find that accurate? Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it sure, in histor- from a historical uh, standpoint, it sure it certainly is legitimate. Yeah. When you get up to the part about, you know, is Junior still here or not? Um, I, you know, who can verify that at this point? I think it's extremely plausible. I'm one of those people that's still very hopeful. Um, I, I don't. I don't think a guy who has his, I've flown, I've flown small aircraft, um, you know, single engine, um, you know, fixed wing aircraft. A guy is not going to put his wife and his wife's sister on a plane when he knows that he's going to have to fly IFR rules. There's just, there's no way. Nobody's that stupid. Not even JFK Jr. is a smart guy. Yeah. He's not going to risk that. I mean, come on. Um, so I don't buy that at all. I look also look at when he died. I mean, I guess I was a partisan Republican is in 1999. I remember the day we, he died. They announced that I sat on a bench in a gym in Encino, California and started to cry. Right. I mean, it's a big guy sitting on a bench, tears falling on the floor because not, not this guy, not again, not this guy. Yeah. So I paid attention for 17 days when they spent. Or however many two weeks they spent seventeen million on naval assets to find this guy. And I'm thinking, I, I understand that, but come on, no other American would have got this treatment. Why are they working so hard to find this guy? So then they find him, quote unquote, and then they have a cremation on a ship within 24 hours of bringing the remains up. And I said, okay, this is the bullshit meter going off clear to the red line. No Kennedy. They're not going to not autopsy this guy. There's no way. Yeah. Like, what really happened? They're not going to autopsy America's favorite son. Are you shitting me? Yeah. They're, we're going to cremate him right now and see Teddy Kennedy's on the ship too in the back of it. We're going to scatter his ashes and the girls. No way. Same, there's no way. Same with Osama yeah. bin Laden. I was like, there's no way that they, you know, this is the most wanted man in history and they just give him this, uh, you know, uh, burial at sea that you know is uh, goes along with what 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 he believes or whatever. I'm like, they wouldn't do that. They would at least show us, you know. Um, so the theory is that JFK Jr. he vowed to get the 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 killers of his father, and the theory is that he went behind the scenes to help make all this, facilitate all this, and help make it happen. And if and when he comes back, when do you think he would? Um, if that's to be the case, um, my theory on that is when when the alliance makes the move to bring the to bring the whole show down on top of their head, bring the whole corrupt temple down on top of them, and the minions 
the you, you, you know you had the uh, you had the trained ISIS trained Antifa clowns which were trained in Syria. Uh, they have all we've seen all the evidence of that a number of years ago. When that chaos starts, or when they bring out um, you know their other minions, and, and um, don't want to get too deep into that. And there's chaos, and we we learn through the intelligence that the world will be united. I'm thinking, well, what could unite the world? If the whole world's going up like a powder keg, what's one event on the planet, aside from maybe Christ setting his foot down on the planet, I think he's already here. The consciousness is already here, whether whatever people seem to believe in how that looks or works. But I, uh, I've said, you know what? Based on some of the evidence we've seen in this, in this intelligence and things people pulled up, um, what would stop the whole machine of chaos? The, re, the re-emergence of America's favorite son, the whole world knows who he is. All of a sudden, even the Democrats, the most radical, who were Kennedy lovers, would stop and say, holy Mary, mother of God, are you freaking kidding me? And his voice comes to the forefront of, let me tell you a story. Yeah. Right? That's how I would see that happening. Now, is it true? It's anybody's guess. Sure. Anybody that discounts that, um, once again, they're still thinking inside the minimizing box of the, of, of the cabal. Uh, those who think are outside the box, it's like, you know, all my Christian friends, miracles and Christ walked on water and all this stuff. Oh, but I don't believe that could happen. Yeah. Well, he put his, Christ can put his hand. This is a hypocrisy that kills me. Christ can put his hand on Lazarus and bring him back to life. And Christ also said, you will do all of these works and even greater works than I. Oh, it's scripture. I believe that. Oh, but no, I don't believe that can happen. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess we have nowhere to go then, right? Yeah. It's just, I just, you got to look at the logic of things. Because and if you truly believe in the miracles of our creator and, and, and Christ or any of the great prophets, how can you not believe in a miracle like that? Yeah. And, and, and that people on the other side of it can be that evil, you know, like the human trafficking and tra- trafficking and all that, like, People, you know, they convinced everybody that the, that border wall was all about him being racist. And I'm like, no, open borders make it easier to traffic children. What don't you get about that, you know? Um, and, and going back to Kennedy, you know, apparently he said, I will splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the winds. And like a month or two later, they were like, you are, huh? And they, you know, they, we know what happened to him. Um, so it, it's not as far-fetched as... as people think, you know, or, or that they have a hard time wrapping their brain around. It's like, no, there's a power structure that people don't recognize and Trump is trying to shine a light on it. And, you know, because there, there's not, there's no reason for, at least to my understanding, there's no reason for all these wars, these continuous wars, and there's enough food for everyone. And, you know, there's, there's enough for everyone to go around and, and be left over. There's no reason for people to be homeless and starving and, and constantly, you know, I think most people, they can't wrap their brain around this because they just go to work 40, 60, 80 hours a week, however much they have to do it, and they take care of their kids, and they don't have time to look into this stuff. And it, it may sound crazy to people, but to me, it doesn't sound crazier than the shit that's actually going on right now, like what they're trying to convince us with COVID and everything. There's no, there's no real scientific backing for any of the masks or any of that crap. You know, and it just drives me crazy to go outside and see all these people riding bicycles and jogging with a mask on. I'm like, what are you doing right now? You know, um, 
So anyway, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I kind of went on a little rant there, but uh, wh- how do you see this ultimately playing out? Um, I see it getting to a point where we there's enough people that have awakened to the fact that the corruption is at in, inside all the apparatus, including the DOJ, the judicial system. That's what I see. And, and, and again, I don't know. I think the plan is always uh, fluid. I don't know if they have a set date. Um, the 21st of December has significance in solstice. In, in the alignment of planets, all these things have relevance, which is too much of a, a deep rabbit hole to get into. Um, are they going to wait until January? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm hearing. I'm hearing both sides. All I know is that with the mass of uh, the, the amassing of troops in the in the Nellis Air Force Base, and you know, um, Christmas vacations for. Uh, 29 Palms and Pendleton and different places being canceled right now. It appears to me they're about ready to go after the, you know, the head, the, the head of the lower level snake here. Okay. Should take that. I just tell people um, if there's a disruption of a week or two where they shut down all internet and uh, uh, TV communications, the networks, all that get shut down. Uh, for a reason, because they've got to kill the communications of the cabal and then go after them. And uh, keeping everybody inside to, so they're safe while they go to work. Um, make sure you have you know enough food for a couple of weeks, water, and have cash on hand. Uh, let them go to work. Let our warfighters do what they're trained to do. They're professionals, and they're going to go. They're going to they're going to go get what they get done. What they need to get done, so we can finally bring this thing down. Okay. Expose them all. So that's that's pretty much where I see it all, buddy. Well, I only have a couple more uh, questions for you, and then I'll let you go. But um, do you think? First of all, it seems to me like if if the if the Democrats cared about actually winning the presidency, they would have picked better candidates than Biden and Harris. I mean, they're they're both. Harris was like didn't even win her own primary primary in her own state. Do you think that they picked Biden and Harris because? Those are the only people that are um, dirty enough to hide the crap that needs to be hidden. Well, I have a theory that it would be hard for. It's a theory that's going to be difficult for a number of people to swallow. Okay. So here's my theory. My theory was once Trump took power, now they had everything necessary to wipe everybody out. Okay. But if they would, I said this in the day Trump took power. They could have gone after everybody. What would happen? We already had Antifa going crazy. We had all the chaos in the streets. Now Trump is going after the military, going after all the criminals. What happens? The powder keg goes off. We do have Hitler. We have a dictator. We have, look, we have Glenn Beck and you had Mark Levin. These are two guys I have enormous respect for. In the primaries, they are launching a personal war against Donald Trump, calling him Hitler and a Nazi. I haven't paid attention to either one of those guys ever since then. Why? Yeah. Because they made a colossal mistake that could have taken Trump down the primaries, that could have led to Hillary getting in power, launching the thermonuclear event that was part of the plan, and and and, and turning us into chaos. Do I still have respect for him? Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, Glenn's done some amazing things since that massive mistake, which nearly cost him his entire empire. And Mark Levin, still shocking to me, but he's one of the smartest constitutional attorneys in the country. I'd be on a show with a guy if I could. But those are colossal mistakes. 
So you had that kind of a mindset among two intellectual titans prior to Trump getting a nomination. Okay. And then look at where the people were. The place would have exploded. So what did they have to do? I think, personally, I think they went to all, military intelligence, went to all of them, just like they did in 2018 elections. How many Republicans retired at the height of their power? They have the House, they have the White House, and they have the Senate. And yet, oh, I'm Paul Ryan, I'm going to retire as Speaker of the House. That shit doesn't happen. Yeah. All the committee chairmanships the Republicans are now sitting on, 45 of them decide they're going to retire in 2018. That's when I called bullshit. I said, that is bullshit. There's something going on. This is all bullshit. These people are running. They're getting the hell out of Dodge. I don't know why, but I'm going to find out. And of course, what we find out, they didn't have a choice. Military intelligence went up, knocked on the door, tapped on her shoulder, said, hello, you see this? See that? Yeah, we got it all. You're done. Get the hell out. If you run for re-election, you come back here, you're going down with the rest of them. Oh, by the way, you're now working for us. You're done with the cabal. You're going to do what we tell you to do when we tell you. How do you like that deal? It's either that or get You're going to be hung. Yeah. What do you think they all did? As all these people are, they're cowards, folks. They're criminals and they're cowards. If they truly believe and buy their bullshit, they would say, I'm going to stand my ground like Haspel in, in Frankfurt, Germany. What did she do? She buckled. They get her on a plane. She threw everybody under the bus because they're freaking cowards. Yeah. They're not convicted to their mission. So that being said, what happened with all of Biden and everybody else? I don't believe that's – I've said that's not Joe Biden. I've been following politics for 30 years. As soon as I see him step up, he's going to run. I'm like, that's not even Joe Biden. Doesn't look like the same guy. That's a clone. That's a double or that's CGI. But I've been following these people. He's been an idiot since I followed him in the 80s. Right? <laughs> Always known what he looks like. That isn't Biden. Yeah. What did they do? They already took care of him. Kamala Harris all of a sudden. All right. Just look at the size of her neck. Look at some of these women. And now I've, I've lost, you know, I'm 56 years old now, so I don't have that profile. But when you look at a neck that looks like mine on women, you start asking yourself, something, something doesn't add up here. Again, that's a whole other rabbit. But the thing of it is, I believe these people that actually are real, they, they made a deal. Here's what you're going to do. We've got the playbook. Here it is. 16-year plan to destroy America. You're going to continue the plan. You're going to continue it. You're going to do everything that you planned on doing to bring the country down. You're not going to win. We're going to stop you when people finally wake up. They were always going to wake up when you were going to do it. And it was going to be too late. You're going to destroy the country and the world. You're going to carry the plan out. This is what you're going to do. Right. If you don't, we're going to expose all your pedophilia, all your satanic ritual murder and abuse on kids. We're going to show the whole world. Now we're going to throw you in the street and let them do, deal with you. Gaddafi style. How you like that? Okay, no, no. I'll take life and get Gitmo. Good. Carry out your plan. Yeah. That's what I think is happening. Well, That's what they're doing. They're it, waking the world up. Yeah. By making these people commit their crimes. How do you have Andrew Cuomo in a press conference months ago with a, a polo shirt on like this, a white one, and he's got barbell nipple rings in, pushing out through his shirt? Are you kidding me? There's no way in hell he's going to do that. No way. <laughs> like this freakazoid stuff he's got going on. He's not going to expose himself like that. They're making him do it. Okay, puppet, here's what you're going to do next. And yeah. you're doing it because they're trying to save themselves. That's how I see this. Because our back channel has told us a number of times, you're watching a movie, a number of times you're watching a movie. They told us 
And they also said a number of times, never interfere with an enemy in the process of destroying itself. Right. They're letting them destroy themselves in front of the whole world. That's how I see it. So I've got uh, two more questions for you. In Fall of Cabal, she says there's a video of of Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin. you know, the, the video of her murdering a young girl and all that stuff. Have, and there are people who claim they've seen that video. Have you seen that video? You know, I actually, it's illegal to see that. If you go on the dark web and you watch anything like that, you'll go to jail. Right? Okay. So I, I don't know how I got to a point where I got on the dark web trying to, because I, I have no problem looking at any of that stuff. I want to know the truth. Yeah. But um, I got to a certain point and I, I saw... I could see something, but I couldn't see it clearly. And I don't remember if I backed away from it out of fear that if you, they catch you, you know, looking at any type of pedophilia stuff, you'd get in trouble. Yeah. I just put that out there so people wouldn't go after it. But uh, look, that's what they found on Wiener's laptop. That's, he had files on everybody because these people videotape all this horrible shit because they share it with each other. That's what Luciferians do. They, they absorb the horror of the energy that comes off of that kind of trauma. It's, it's they, Satan feeds, Lucifer feeds off of it. So they're feeding Lucifer on, on Lucifer's behalf, but they absorb that kind of, call it loosh, I guess. But from these, from what my understanding is, <clears throat> these 12 hardened NYPD detectives, they had to see this. And they were projectile vomiting and crying hysterically. And some got messed up enough. They had to leave the full police force. The, the gruesomeness of what they did to this girl while she was alive. So that being said, what I find interesting, in nine, nine of the 12 who saw this video mysteriously committed suicide. Wow. Like the kind of suicides, this guy committed suicide with two, two shotgun blasts to the back of the head. Shit like that that they always come up with, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he suicided himself. So um, that's that nightmare stuff is what, you know, I can't imagine them pumping that out to the world. But I know they're going to show us enough that it's going to be that, um, you know, they said of the 20% that will allow us to see more than that would wreck humanity for good. But it'll be such that. Those who cut a deal to walk away to get the bigger ones, they'll never be able to walk down the street anywhere in the world after yeah. that. So if they have that, if they have Wiener's laptop, what what the heck are they waiting on? Well, that was the FBI. The FBI is corrupt. NYPD said if you don't if you don't do this, pursue this, and put her in, in jail or execute her, we are going to. What okay. did the FBI do? They started putting pressure on. Or either taking out detectives or that's what they do. People think the FBI is this righteous organization. There's very good people in there. Sure. But the 10% of that organization that runs the thing and, and has their wet works people, has, those are the people that run the show. They're the ones that make sure the, that their criminals in the apparatus don't go to jail. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's clear to see they've been protecting the Clintons and everybody forever. They could have put Clintons in the jail in the 90s. Yeah. They, I mean, yeah. they, they've been in bed with so many uh, like convicted pedophiles and everything else that have ended up committing suicide. Um, that mm-hmm. you know, and and you can look into that stuff. It's not you know, you can look into Laura Silsby and all that stuff and what she was up to and how Bill Clinton went over there, went over to uh, Haiti and and get, got her a slap on the wrist and all that shit. Like, why would he go himself to do that unless he was trying to you know hide some hide some. Uh, nefarious shit that he was doing himself. 
Um, so it, it's very fascinating, and I could I could keep you on here all day, but I won't. Um, the last thing I was going to ask you is: uh, <laughs> Are there more good guys than bad guys, and are we ultimately going to win? <laughs> yeah, no doubt we're going to win. That's one hundred percent. That's that's an absolute certainty. Yeah, there's a lot of there's there's more good than bad. Um, a lot of people were backed into a corner with threats against them or their lives or their families' lives, intimidation, bribes, a lot of things were backed into it. Um, so, yeah, there's there's definitely more good than bad. Uh, look, I said this before, the cabal's in a death spiral. It's right now, in my opinion, it's in, in it, it's we're about to hear the death gurgle from from this criminal empire. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, this is going to be an absolute total cataclysmic wipeout of the Luciferian order. And they'll be, they'll still be going after them in the coming years when they decapitate the power center. Um, and we're not going to stop. I know I'm not going to stop my radio show. I'll be targeting every criminal politician in state houses around the country, every mayor around the country, police commissioners. And like somebody said, what are you going to do after the election? I'm like, after the election, this is only the beginning for me. Yeah. Any corrupt scumbag politician anywhere if I find out the crosshairs are going on them and it's going to be a relentless exposure on, you know, I don't care what they do in their personal lives. We all deserve our privacy. I don't care how people live their lives. I wasn't put here to judge people on those things. Their happiness is what I care about on, on every level. I'm talking about those who get in power to serve humanity. And if they're doing anything but serving humanity, then everybody is a target and it's open season from my seat. So, but it's good. We got a, we got a glorious future coming. We are at the dawn of, of a new era. The golden era, age is here. It's finally here, and we're going to have it ushered in. And starvation is going to end. Disease, poverty, suffering, working your ass off to have a nice life for everybody. That bullshit's coming to a stop. Yeah, and they're going to inject massive wealth, stolen wealth, into the planet, and we're going to start saving humanity and rescuing humanity instead of destroying it like they've been doing forever. Yeah, that's our mission here. And there's a uh, there's a, a, a short film that you I don't know if it's a film you call it a film but uh, it's called the plan to save the world and it's about 13 minutes long and and I, I got I heard that from you on your radio show and I watched it myself a couple of times and I feel like if anyone is on the fence about this stuff they should watch that and it, it breaks it down really quickly and it makes a lot of sense and it makes a hell of a lot more sense than some of the things that are going on right now. Um, in my opinion, and, and I, I, I got that information from, from your radio show and, and where, where can people, where can people find you and, and your work? Um, if people want to find my work, uh, uh, the easiest way to connect to me across all social media platforms, it is patriotsriseup.com. That's patriotsriseup.com. And, uh, that's a mobile connect and on that mobile connect, you can connect, you can scroll down once you hit scroll, and it, you'll get you'll be able to connect with me on Twitter. You'll be able to connect with me on the, the YouTube channel, the Tipping Point Radio. It's called the Tipping Point Radio on YouTube. You'll be able to connect with the live radio show there. You'll be able to connect with uh, Facebook there. I don't have Parlor there yet. Um, I'll get that on there, but um, you know my BitChute connections there. If we get tossed off of BitChute. Um, or I mean, off of YouTube, we've got BitChute, Brighteon. I'm uploading everything to Brighteon. I'm uploading everything to uh, uh, Rumble. So those links are at Patriots Rise Up. 
and, and .com. And if, you, if some, sometimes people say, I can't, I, I put Patriots, uh, Patriots, plural, rise up, .com, and they can't see it. I just say, look at the HTTP in there. What does it say? Is there an S in there, HTTPS? Get rid of the S. But it's PatriotsRiseUp.com. Okay. Uh, so what I recommend to people is um, when you go there, uh, you know, jump on the YouTube channel, subscribe to it. So that way, when I have anything come out, I get a number of videos uploaded every week, live streams that I do live. Uh, you connect with me on there. Just subscribe to the channel there uh, on YouTube, and you'll get notifications on everything I do. So I uh, learned about the Global Unity Bridge. I've done videos on launching the Global Unity Bridge, so make sure you check that out. Um, but, yeah, we do we do a live stream Sundays and Thursdays. Uh, I do a radio show on Mondays at 8 Eastern time and a link for revolution about radio is there in studio B. So that's pretty much how you can follow, follow all the work we do. Okay. Well, it's fascinating and earth shattering. And when I, you know, somebody sent me your video on, on Facebook messenger. And when I watched it, um, it, it just resonated with me. And, and I was like, I don't, I don't find this guy full of shit. I don't find him. I don't think he's lying about this stuff, you know? Um, and sometimes you just see people and you're like, I, I, for some reason, I just trust that guy. And uh, so I'm really glad I did. And I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk to me because I know how busy you are these days. And I know we threw a lot of stuff at people, but they should start with that, that uh, the plan to save the world if they've never heard of any of this stuff, which there's quite a few people who, who haven't. And they think this is just politics as usual and all that other stuff. And and I, I really feel in my heart that it's not, and it's it been kind of obsessed with it, you know, uh, over the last few months uh, with the things that I've learned and the, and the things that I believe. And there's so many smart people like yourselves who are saying these things, and I'm like, I just have a hard time believing they're just making all this shit up, you know? Like, that's a, that, they'd be, that's a hell of a creative writing deal if that's all this was, you know? And uh, so... Anyway, uh, I can't thank you enough for doing it, and keep doing what you're doing, and, and God bless you, and, and uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a million questions that I didn't ask you, but, um, you know. I have, a, I, have a, I have a YouTube channel. I answer most of them there. Okay. Just subscribe to the channel. Oh, by the way, people who want to see the plan to save the world, just go to YouTube and run a search engine, put two names in there. I don't have it up on my channel, but I'll get it up on one of my channels, not YouTube, that I took, put it up once they took it down. They, they, they killed me, canned me for seven days. Just run the name Linda Martinez and put Scott McKay right after it. If you're Linda Martinez, then Scott McKay, she put it up there. And they haven't thrown her, thrown it off, thrown her off or, or, or taken it down yet. So I highly, highly recommend doing that. Okay. And uh, I tell everybody on my show, don't take my word for any of this. Treat me like anybody else. Treat me like the mainstream media. Go do your own research. Do your own due diligence and that everything that I say. I'm not right about everything, uh, but I believe I'm right about most of what I share with you. So, it, Tim, it was a pleasure, my friend. It was great to spend some time with you. Uh, keep doing what you're doing because it's all every digital soldier out there is critically important to what we're, what we're doing. We're trying to end this sooner rather than later. But we have a bright, beautiful, amazing future right around the corner for us. So and the harder we fight, the sooner we take this whole thing down and we get to inherit an unbelievable future. So and, and, and where can people find the Q stuff that, that, you know, that there's, you know, most people don't, a lot of people rather don't, don't know anything about it. Um, Q is basically a, a guy who's high up in the military, who's dropping this information out to people, right? 
It's actually a group of less than 10 people inside the administration. Three of them are non-military. Okay. So that can tell you. It, it, you know, it, it, at least uh, less than 10 means nine or less. Three of them are non-military. And, and the, in, the, the information is aggregated on a site called qalerts.app. Don't go look for an app. Put it in your browser, Q-A-L-E-R-T-S dot A-P-P. It's all aggregated there. Go start reading. Start at the beginning. Read forward. It's the greatest story you'll ever read. Cool. So anyways, it was a pleasure, my friend. Uh, you have a great time out there in uh, my former fa- favorite place in the world to live. I lived out in Summerlin and uh, may end up back there sometime. Cool. Well, uh, look me up if you do, and you, you're welcome to come have dinner with us. <laughs> you're buying. I'm coming. <laughs> All right, brother. God bless you, man. Okay, my friend. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. All right, everybody. Scott McKay of Tipping Point Radio. Um, make sure you check out his work. He's a very fascinating dude. And, and I, again, I know we threw a lot of stuff at people, and a lot of it seems crazy to people because you, you just can't wrap your brain around some of those things. But the gist of it is Trump is trying to expose a lot of evil shit. And the reason so many people have gone after him so hard and tried to um, discredit him at every turn, he's not the monster they made him out to be, you guys. I just don't believe he is. And um, I've lost friends over this kind of stuff, mainly just Facebook friends. But, um, you know, people think it's crazy, but I don't think it's more crazy than than what they're doing right now to to this country. And... uh, yeah, I don't want to ramble too much because I'll uh, I will. But uh, God bless all of you. Make sure you go to makingithappen.com, M-A-C-A-N, it happen.com. Help out little Bo Macon. Make sure you check out Scott McKay's work and uh, research the stuff he's talking about because it's it's all researchable. God bless all of you. Thanks so much for listening and take care. Bye. Do us both a favor and click on that subscribe button.